You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our YouTube channel. Just make sure you like, comment, and subscribe while you're there. Or if you're here right now, awesome. We love you. Thank you. But as always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me via the Zoom studio is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I am doing marvelous. How are you? (laughs) Marvelous. I see what you did there. I'm already upset with it. But anyway, (laughs) so for those of you guys who haven't been able to determine from the title and Ronnie's poorly uh, placed pun, today we are finally, finally, after months of telling everyone that we were going to do it any day now, we are going to do our review of Marvel's The Marvels. Do you know how hard it was to YouTube scenes for for Marvels? I kept, oh, I'm sure. I kept typing in best the Marvel scenes or best scenes from the Marvels, and it would just show me like a bunch of compilations of other yeah. Marvel movies. And it was well, little... This episode is delayed because the movie was delayed. So we just wanted to like kind of go in unison with it. They, they delayed it by a little bit, so we delayed it by our episode of it a little bit. Well, and also it just came out on Disney Plus about, what, two weeks ago? So, yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, according to the box office numbers, not a lot of people want to go see it anyway. So some people were watching yeah. it on Disney Plus like us for the first time. So we didn't yeah. want anybody to be spoiled, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. And you know what? We wanted everyone to get it on Disney Plus because we knew people didn't go see it in theaters. Oh, so. my God. It, it uh, It's unfortunate. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we are going to start off, though, with a little bit of news. Uh, there's not too much because obviously things are still picking up from the, the writer strike ending. But let's... Let's go to the DC side. So first and foremost, I want to hear Ronnie's thoughts on this. It was recently confirmed by members of the Superman and Lois crew, like producers and forget who exactly said it. It was the CW's Brad Schwartz. Excuse me. I had it written down because I'm professional. (laughs) Said that the reason Superman and Lois is ending with its fourth shorter season was not production costs as originally speculated by everyone because it is one of the more expensive CW shows, but because Warner Brothers did not want two Superman properties going on at the same time to confuse audiences. And immediately upon reading that, I went straight back to Smallville where they were not allowed to use anything Batman or Wonder Woman related. They weren't allowed to show them in the costume because they didn't want people to get confused, even though Superman Returns came out while Smallville was going on. So what what are your thoughts on that? So I I do have a thought. I have two thoughts. Either the new people in Warner Brothers thinks... Fans are stupid mm-hmm. and can't associate TV from movie. Or, or we might be getting, I always forget who played Tyler Hecklin, right? Tyler Hecklin. He's, he's literally Tyler on the Hecklin. wall behind me. Yes. To my left or right. I wonder if he's going to be making an appearance in the movie. Absolutely not. Under no and circumstances. That, and that's why they don't want the show to continue because he's going to be in the movie, then I can kind of understand, oh, so they must be connected somehow. I That's my theory. I think I, I'm leaning more towards my first theory that WB thinks fans are stupid. Well, don't forget, we, we thought that theory for the Flash movie and we were proven very, 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 very wrong. But also, yeah. I, I it's so weird because we just had Crisis on Infinite Earths both on the air, in the Arrowverse, and then more recently, they did their animated movies where uh, Jensen Ackles plays Batman and you know, mm-hmm. uh, Darren Darren Chris from Glee. He's Superman. Like yeah. so, part two's coming out soon. The trailer just released, and like 
we get it. We under they just had all three Spider Men in one Spider Man movie. Like we yeah. get it. We the the fans understand. The general audiences understand. It's okay to have two separate yeah. properties of the same character. In all honesty, Superman and Lois was one of the better outings, and they yeah. separated it from the Arrowverse almost immediately. Like season two, yeah. they were like, "Oh, it's not really part of the Arrowverse." Yeah, wink. We're we're not like five year olds. Mm-hmm. You know, we we understand TV is TV, movie is movie, unless they purposely connect them. Yes, you know, if there's no connection, we go, okay, so it has nothing to do with Superman and Lois. It has it's its own universe. You know, we're not again, we're not five years old where we're like, great, that's not Superman. No, they can't be right. <laughs> I don't know. Like we're at that point where obviously they want to do their their complete clean break and I'm for yeah. it. I really am. Like but at the same time Superman and Lois was a fantastic show and I can't wait for the fourth season. It ended with such a great cliffhanger and like Tyler Hecklin and uh, Billy Billy Tosh, I think is Lois Lane's name. Like they kill it; they're fantastic together. Really? So it's, it's it is a shame, but let's do some more Superman related news because I'm hosting and you don't have a choice. Anywho, <laughs> so recently, in terms of more Superman news, the cast just released a photo of their first full table read, and one of the cast members, the, the girl who's playing Hawk Girl, uh, I'm going to get her name. It's I- Isabella Merkid Merst. She released her nameplate from her script, and it has the Superman logo on it. Now, this has not been confirmed to be the logo, but unfortunately, this got out, and it's the Kingdom Come Superman logo, which was made famous by the storyline Kingdom Come, and then more recently portrayed in real life by Brandon Routh when he portrayed the character again in Crisis on Infinite Earths. So I have no problem. I like the I like the Kingdom Come logo. It's just weird that yeah. it's like a, a newish Superman. And yeah. So I don't know. Well, we'll see what it is. Yeah. They, they just started filming. So there is going to be a leak of the suit, just like there was a leak of Supergirl's suit for the Flash. It's going to happen. I'm just going to wait patiently. I never go by the leaks. I never go by the set photos. No, because you, they're not touched up. They're not they're, touched they're up. They're like the basics. They don't give it the full color or, you know, depending on who it is, like that animation too suit too it's also lighting it's also post effects like daredevil just got his suit revealed via set photos and there are Mm -hmm. other set photos but i don't want to spoil anything for those of you guys who haven't seen it but daredevil's suit is a much brighter red now and i don't have a problem with it per se and again i want to see what it actually looks like on screen in action while it's doing things like this that i learned that lesson years ago on smallville when they first released photos of dr fate and star girl and they look doofy but then the actual episode comes out with their, where they're in it and it was fantastic so yeah. i don't i don't put a lot of stock in that sort of stuff no. but speaking of actors who put stock in other things dave batista the man the myth the guy that we really do enjoy for the most part who should have been Jaws in that one James Bond movie he was in. But anyway, (laughs) so he is lobbying hard to, just like uh, Alan Richardson is lobbying hard to be Batman, Dave Bautista just posted a picture from Boss Logic, which is a a very famous like fan fan art type style um, of him as Bane. And I would be okay with that, question mark? He he has the look for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't... I know he's done other movies outside of, you know, the MCU stuff. Right. I just haven't seen any of that stuff as far as I can remember. So we've only seen like a comedic kind of side to him. Right. Um, 
So it'd be interesting to see how he pulls off Bane because Bane is stoic. Bane is, you know, in a way like straight laced, you know, kind of. He's also um, very smart. Like in the comics, he figures out Batman's identity. Like he just, he figures it out. Like he's smart. Yeah. So like the reason he broke the bat in the comics was because he had this elaborate plan about letting out all of Gotham's inmates and having Batman tire himself out trying to catch them all in a single night. And then he jumped him in the bat cave. Like. Yeah. Yeah. No. No doubt you're gonna win. Come on. But yeah. I don't know. Like I could see it in in the Bond movie. He does play like sinister almost, but he doesn't talk. I don't think he has a single line in the Bond movie. Oh wow. Yeah. But I forget which one it was. Not is it's it's Spectre. He's he's in Spectre. The, the newer one. One of the newer ones with Daniel Craig. Or, yeah. But not uh, not No Time to Die. So yeah. staying on the DC train, I promise we're almost done. We <laughs> had leaked concept art. Of a Batman Beyond movie, in the style of of the Spider Verse movies, I would love if they did a Batman Beyond verse a movie, in because this the style. I'll send you a picture of it because I know you, have, you probably haven't seen it, but it yeah. looks so cool. And I would actually be totally okay. I, I think Batman's a great character to do a multiverse story with. He's got more Elseworld stories than like a ton of other characters, but. It, it's just a fever dream at this point. Like, now, if we're talking animation style, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because, like, Spider-Man is more, like, for the kids, kid-friendly, and, like, that's kind of what the animation style reminds me of. I kind of would like to see me... You know, I'm good with, obviously, the animated stuff, mm-hmm. but in that style necessarily i don't know but in, as far as like having his own like bat verse i like that idea i'd be uh, totally okay with a bat verse yeah and it would but make I, it would make sense for it to be a terry mcginnis rather than like you could do you know a damian wayne if you really want but i it is a shame that we're never going to get that movie because the concept art does look wonderful yeah but last weird bit of no- news, I don't know if it relates to you, Ronnie, but I'm going to say it. We just had the release of Avatar, The Last Airbender on Netflix. I know it's not superhero-ish, but I figured I'd still address it because producer Melanie and I watched the entire show. We loved it. We thought it was fantastic. And we have I've seen bits and pieces of the Nickelodeon show, and I unfortunately sat through the, the god-awful live-action Shyamalama movie. <laughs> but Melanie had never seen any Avatar, and we both thoroughly enjoyed it. We binge-watched the whole thing. It was eight episodes, and they were like an hour apiece. So I don't know. Have, did live you, action? Yeah, totally live action on Netflix. It's re- really worth the watch. But the critics are ripping it apart. I think it's got like a sixty percent, maybe a little oh, bit wow. lower. But the, the audience score is good, and the the um, the numbers are really good. So I'm hoping for a second. You've never watched Avatar, right? I have never watched it. A lot of that like Japanese anime kind of stuff isn't really my cup of tea. That's okay. But I, I know it's got a huge following that anime stuff but that anime stuff the entire culture of like <laughs> japan that anime stuff goku has a float in the macy's day parade but anyway exactly <laughs> all right so that's gonna pretty much get us on most of the news i'm sure we missed one or two things but that's okay we're trying our best so here we go this is it all right we are talking 2023's the marvels starring Ready? Brie Larson as Carol Danvers slash Captain Marvel. It is, I believe, her third movie? Three and a half? What, we got Endgame? 
Endgame. Uh, her, she, her movie. Her movie, and I, she cameos in the end credit scene of uh, Infinity War. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, we have not seen a whole lot of her. Initial thoughts before we go into the actual story of Carol Danvers. So initial thoughts of her character. I like her character. They kind of, you know, nerfed her and then they kind of brought her back down to life in a way. You know, obviously because it was kind of more in her movie, like a an origin story. Meanwhile, we already had her all superheroed up. But, I mean, she's a good character. She's grown on me from, you know, our first introduction of her where a lot of people didn't really like her. But, you know, she's gotten better. She's definitely not the star, in my mind, of this movie, her movie, because it's technically her movie. I think that's also why they called it the Marvels, because they realized that, like, unfortunately, Carol Danvers has had a very strange tenure in, in the MCU, her yeah. first movie was fine. We we watched it. We enjoyed it enough. I, I've watched it once or twice since in its entirety. There are some things yeah. I really like about it. There are some things that I still roll my my eyes at. But you know, just, I have both eyes because my cat has not scratched my eye out. <laughs> Stupid. That's still one of the dumbest things from the yeah. MCU. But the first movie's fine. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. It sets up Carol Danvers in the MCU and it sets her up as a force to be reckoned with. Then Infinity War, you just have her for a brief cameo. We'll leave it. Endgame rolls mm-hmm. around, and they tout her to be yeah. this powerhouse in the in the MCU. She's in the first, like, 12 minutes, and then she disappears throughout the movie. And I, I'm fine with their explanation. Like, she's a cosmic superhero. She's out yeah. dealing with all, the same problems that Earth has during the blip she's dealing with outside. Okay, I can get behind that, right? Uh, I would like to see a little bit more and see what she's up to, but that's fine. Yeah. And then she <laughs> flies back to Earth. Not only does she solo Thanos' entire spaceship, not only does she blast through his entire army, she goes one-on-one with him to the point where he the headbutt scene where he headbutts her and nothing happens, it's still one of my favorite scenes of all time. Yeah. But now in this movie, she got majorly depowered. Yeah. With no that, that's with what, no explanation. No. It, it's that's what I'm talking about. It's like you're they don't they superman her. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in endgame. And then they're like, all right, now you're back to being like year two, even though this is after, you know, endgame. You know, and, but you're back to just learning your powers basically and not being able to control them and be at full strength. I would have been okay if they had used an explanation of, like, the bangle, like, the first interaction she has with the bad guy, whose name I definitely remember, Darben. If (laughs) they had, during their first encounter, because when she fights, like, the the bad guys, she holds, like, she does show her Captain Marvel. She's, like, throwing them around, like, not even caring, not not even trying. If they had shown during their first encounter that the bangle that Darben uses drains her powers, like, then, because it does absorb them. But if they had just said, it's actually draining my powers, I have to be careful like how I use them, etc. That would have been, and then she gets her powers back fully at the end. Like that would have been a fine storytelling uh, technique for them to explain why Captain Marvel, who destroyed Thanos' entire army and had to, Thanos had to barehand an Infinity Stone just to knock her back. Like yeah. that's the same guy that they couldn't beat, like Thor couldn't beat. <laughs> Granted, he was yeah. also he was sad Thor, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> but moving down the list, we have from 
WandaVision. We have, I'm going to mess up her name. I'm so sorry. I hope she's not listening. Taino Paris as Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about WandaVision. We've, we've talked about Captain Marvel, the movie also, but WandaVision feels like it was so long ago at this point. It does. It feels like it was like 10 years ago. Thank God they did a lot of flashbacks in this movie. Yes, because I definitely kind of forgot Monica's story, yeah. to be honest. And so basically Monica Rambeau, she was in the first movie. She was a little kid. She's an adult now. She's an astronaut for Saber, and her abilities are she can manipulate the wavelengths of the electromagnetic spectrum. I really enjoyed her powers in both WandaVision and this. It, it, they were fun to watch. They were. She might have been my favorite character in this movie. Really? That's a bold strategy, yes. Cotton. All right. Yeah. I think just kind of like her story in this, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not a huge fan of Kamala Khan. Oh, we're going to fight. We're going to fight on this one. We're going to, we're going to really fight on this one. I, <laughs> all right, let, let's finish talking about Monica Rambo okay. and then we can talk about uh, Kamala Khan. All right. Do you have anything else to say about Monica Rambo? <laughs> no, I want to fight. No, no. I'll, I'll, um, I will fight you. I will fight you. But again, like, like, I think it was just nice getting her story again because, like you said, WandaVision was so long ago, so we kind of got her story in there, you know, and it was it was crazy to see, especially, you know, at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, what, I don't know if we, well, I guess we could spoil, you yeah, know, full, where Full she, spoilers for the Marvels, guys. Yeah, where she, what we think she dies mm-hmm. or gets trapped but later on, we kind of see, wow, I'm drawing a blank. Hank McCoy, Hank McCoy yeah. kind of reviving her with her, what she thinks is her mom there. Ooh, um, I, w- I will give major acting props at that point. Like when she sees yeah. the same, you know, obviously it's not her mom. It's a character named Photon, I want to say. But, yeah. or binary. That she goes, her name, yes. Monica Rambeau goes, is actually Photon. Photon. But when she sees her mom or the the variant of her mom and she starts breaking down oh god yeah. ma- major po- major props but i yeah. still don't get why she couldn't do all of that from the other side of the wormhole it might have been nice if they had actually had an explanation for that yeah they were just like i gotta do this okay come over here and do it do, yeah. do it on this side like <laughs> it was cool seeing the rift in space and seeing like another yeah. it's another universe they exist they coincide with us but yeah. all right, here we go. Aman Vellani as Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel. I want to hear why you don't like her. I think it might have to do with her show. So we I we talked about again, that's another show that feels like it was so long ago. It's like we had different yeah. hosts then. Right? Right? I, I don't I just <sighs> I just feel like that show just left a bad taste in my mouth. I wasn't a fan of hers in that show. She did grow on me a little bit in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, to me, she's, in my opinion, she's number three out of the three <sighs> Marvels that we have in here. You know, only two of them are technically Marvels uh, or have the name Marvel. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give you that one. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I, I think they play on her innocence too much in it. And that's why, you know, like the whole thing with the cat like it was funny you know what when it first happened oh but then, my like, god even when we saw that in the trailer for the first time when she first sees goose yes. like do that and she, her reaction is just so perfect i was like yes i love it but yeah i i can under all right so i can understand her uh, outstaying her enthusiastic welcome 
But for me, yeah. she was a lot like Peter Parker in the in in Civil War, yeah. like he, fanboying, like literally fanboying. Yeah. And and in Homecoming, the whole story of Homecoming is him trying to impress Tony Stark. So for yeah. me, that that's how I related it. And it helps me not only further enjoy this movie. I don't know if it was intentional. I have no idea if they were like, hey, we want to make you into the Peter Parker of this. Okay. Yeah. I think Kevin Feige kind of alluded to that, if not actually said it. Now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it, maybe – or maybe I'm just really smart. I don't know. Both. But I love – thank you. I loved her fangirlness. Like when she finds out Captain Marvel was in my house and she missed it. She was so yeah. mad. I liked they did the the little animated sto- uh, story with her and like them together and yeah. she's she also she's the heart of the, this story she brings the most humanity because Carol and Monica have a long standing relationship and it's it's not good like they they haven't spoken in years yeah and Kamala Khan comes in and she's like uh, the scene where she has to realize that she can't save everybody on the planet and Carol Danvers mm-hmm. is like we got to go you we can't and you need to grow up yeah. like. The whole don't meet your heroes thing comes to mind. But like she yeah. also softened them both up. And I think I think the three of them were so good bouncing off of each other that when this the mon- the montage of them learning how to use the powers was so much fun. It was nice to see Brie Larson kind of laugh and enjoy being Captain Marvel. It was nice yeah. to see, you know, Kamala Khan kind of rub off on them. Like it was nice to see that dynamic. I wish we had gotten more of that, in all honesty. Yeah. It would I would have actually preferred watching a movie where the three of them got stuck on another earth and they had to come, had to figure out how to get back. Yeah. I think that actually pro- we should just write the movie. I don't know why why are we podcasting? Let's do it because this movie was I don't know. All to right, me let, it was garbage. All right, let, let hold on. Let's let's finish the cast. <laughs> we mentioned Zawe Ashton as Darben, mm-hmm. another unfor- another forgettable Marvel villain unfortunately. She had a solid backstory where like she was a member of yeah. the Kree. And the fact that we find out that when Carol Danvers left, she went and destroyed the Supreme Intelligence and basically condemns the Kree homeworld unintentionally. Yeah. I, I did get annoyed where she's like, hey, I'll go save your world right now. Just like give me the thing. And she's like, okay, yeah. tries to kill Captain Marvel and dies. Yeah. Get, get stabbed of all things. Like you, you got punched in the face by Captain Marvel, but a piece of rebar? What are you, Dean Winchester? Yeah, seriously. Like it was – like, that was, like, the stupidest thing. Like, you knew that was going to happen. Like, oh, give me that, and I'll save you. Okay. It's like, that, that's the oldest trick in the book. It's, like, it's how right, are you going to fall for that? It's right up there with watching Back to the Future, and he's like, hey, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she was, unfor- she was a forgettable villain. Uh, even They don't yeah. even make, uh, like, a they, they she has the universal weapon, the, the hammer that Ronan the yeah. Accuser used. But in all honesty, like, come on, stop. Anyway. Yeah. Apparently, her, did you know her fiance is Tom Hiddleston? Really? What? Huh. And That's even better, wow. he gave her advice on playing a Marvel villain. He didn't do. He did it wrong. What kind of advice did he give? Don't try. Like, she she literally was Ronan the Accuser, but a female version, and a lot stupider. She was like a combination of Ronan the Accuser and Malekith the Dark Elf from Thor the Dark World. If you don't remember that, yeah. it's because it was Thor the Dark World and we don't talk about it. Thor <laughs> has the weirdest history in the MCU, but still better oh, than yeah. Captain Marvel so far. Going down the list, we also have Gary Lewis. What? That can't be right. <laughs> as Emperor Droge, the leader of the Skrull Colony. Park C. June as Prince Jan. I... 
Not gonna lie, I really enjoyed the musical part of, that, of this movie. Yes. And it, I like when they build the worlds and they build the universe and a planet where everybody just sings as their, their mode of communication, I thought was yeah. hilarious. The fact that they all sing in English was great. But when he starts speaking to them in English and she's like, oh, he's bilingual. I was like, oh, that's actually really funny. Yeah, that <laughs> was good. And the two of them, like Monica and Kamala, just like dancing in the background. They're, at first, they're like, what I is happening? It. Yeah. What is going on? This is awesome. I, I, I was fine with it. But, yes. And I was fine with him as a character. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. We had the return of the entire Khan family. If you want to hear more about our thoughts on the Khan family, please just listen to our Miss Marvel episode. I'll mm-hmm. maybe link it in the description below. Who knows? Like, comment, subscribe. But And then we have probably my least favorite, ironically, character of the movie. Sam Jackson returns as Nick Fury, and it makes zero sense, his character. Yeah, he he was there be, just to fill a duty, fill his contract up. They definitely filmed Secret Invasion and this completely separately without talking to each other. A hundred percent. Under no circumstances was... This the same Nick Fury that ended Secret Invasion. Like, uh, it's, it's bad. And I, I just, they need to move away from Nick Fury. I'm sorry. Like, they, they do. We're past that. Yeah, he, the only thing I can see is giving us, like, a young, like, a whole new Nick Fury, but, like, a young Nick Fury now. Yeah. So, you like, know, because he's just, like you said, he has nothing to do with mm-hmm. anything other than... He's the boss of Monica Rambeau, basically. Pretty much. And they could have, any other character could have done it. All right. I'm going to go through some quick cameos. You ready? All right. We have Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, right? Yeah. And again, why couldn't they just use the Bifrost to get all those aliens off the planet or stuff or get all of them off the spaceship at the end? Whatever. You know, I don't know. No, let's have the cats eat us and then transport us back. Nothing bad could possibly happen. Anyway, Haley Steinfeld reprised her role as Kate Bishop, and I loved it, and I was all about it, and it was actually you hated the scene, didn't you? No, no, no. I was, I was, I wasn't purposely rolling my eyes. If that's why you're saying it, it was more like, oh my gosh, that was great, best, best scene out of the whole movie. I there's been talk about a Young Avengers style team for a long time. The, the Avengers don't exist right now. We have no clue what's going on with them. Yeah, I would be totally okay. And when we get closer, because now now they're not calling it Kang or the Kang Dynasty anymore. So who knows what that we've talked about that a little bit. But when they get closer to the next Avengers movie, until they actually give us a lineup, we'll speculate. And that'll be a fun episode when we get closer and we're like, hey, who do you think's on the Avengers team? But as of right now, they don't exist. And it it is an actual shame. But I would be okay if Captain Marvel wasn't on it and Miss Marvel was. I have no problem with that. And, uh-huh. and I, I think it's going to be like a Young Avengers type of thing. I would be okay, though, if it was Sam Wilson leading them as Captain America. Yes. I would be okay if it was Spider-Man. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Keep the Hulks out of it. I'm done. I'm done with the Hulks, especially uh-huh. Hulk's kid, Scar. Oh, the, the yeah. CGI alone. Hawkeye, new Hawkeye, Kate, Kate Bishop. Miss Marvel. They mentioned Ant-Man's kid, uh, yep. Cassie Lang, which I'd be okay with, too. But I'd, be, I'd rather Ant-Man. But yeah. like, well, when we get closer again, we'll speculate, but they have some great characters that can make a great Avengers team. And it would be nice to have one after Endgame because Endgame really has not gotten better. <laughs> Let's see. We have Laris- Lashana Lynch reprises her role both as Monica's mother, Maria Rambo from they, they have a, she has a scene and the alternate version who goes by binary. 
Let's see. We have Kelsey Grammer as Dr. Hank McCoy slash Beast. And we have mentioned at nauseum the use, the overuse of X-Men from now they're combining the singer and animated universes together. And yeah. it's he looks great, even though he's completely CGI oh. instead of prosthetics. But again, we're, we're at that point. Uh, yeah. Let's see. We got Layla Farzad and Abraham Pupula, I'm, I hope I got that right, as the saber workers, <laughs> Talia and Dag, who I, I liked in them. They were funny. Uh, yeah. And, of course, we have Goose, Carol's pet, Flurkin, who resembles a cat. He's played by cats Nemo and Tango, replacing huh. previous actors Reggie, Archie, Rizzo, and Gonzo from the first film. <laughs> so, really quick, quick uh, plot synopsis. We're not going to go point by point. Basically, this new bad guy is trying to find two cosmic bands that can basically save the Kree world by sacrificing or gathering resources from other worlds. Uh, first, she steals air. She steals water, heart, fire. We are Captain Planet. Go Planet. But anyway. <laughs> sun. Sun. <laughs> sun fire. But, and she comes across, but when she does it, she creates massive fractures in the jump point system. And that's what gets the attention of Fury and then Captain Marvel. Now, Oops. these bangles, one was presented on Miss Marvel, and Kamala Khan is in possession of it. So when the bad guy uses hers for the first time, she ends up, and a series of happenstance where Monica's touching, she needs to stop touching things. First, she touches yeah. the Wanda wall and gets powers. Yeah. <laughs> then she touches this, and they become cosmically entwined. And at the same, like all these things happen all at once, and they all end up switching. They do establish rules eventually where it's, if they use their powers at the same time, they switch. Mm-hmm. They play a little fast and loose with it, but it's still, it's yeah. the fight scene in the con house is actually really fun. It, it is fun. But the thing I'm confused about is when they use their powers, but a lot of times when they were using their powers, they weren't switching places. Yeah. They have to use them at the exact same time. I don't know. Like again, yeah. they, they play a little fast and loose with it, but I, it's fun. And the scene where, Monica's yeah. got to fly. Melanie laughed out loud. <laughs> Nick Fury's encouragement. But yeah. So I, I actually like that she had a caveat to her flying power that she's like, oh, crap, I'm not solid when I fly. I can't do anything. Yeah. It, it was her powers growing was a lot of fun. And obviously Kamala's come really coming to her own at this point. And her powers are actually a lot of fun, even though they are not comic accurate at all. They're, they're a lot yeah. of fun when she finally she didn't in big though. I was kind of mad. She didn't like grow giant. Yeah. That Which would have helped a lot. It would have been more fun than using the magic scarf she gets. Yeah. That was a little weird. Choice right there. Uh, costumes looked great, though. They they all had nice mm-hmm. suits. Um, Kamala's looks a lot better. I do like her more homemade look, but... Yeah. But basically, yeah, they, at the end, they, they team up, they work together, and they defeat the bad guy. Carol reignites a son because she's powerful enough to do that, but can't take on a hammer. Anyway, Monica gets lost in Earth other earth i don't think they have a name for it and they said yeah and kamala's like hey i'm i'm going to start my own team like let's do this and that's that is the marvels in four minutes you're welcome everyone yeah and if you haven't seen it i mean you can but you won't miss anything because we just told you everything that had that you need to know well let's tell you guys one more thing so on the release date of november 7th november 10th in the united states with a budget of whew, 
$274.8 million. That's the gross budget. The net budget was $219.8 million. Doesn't help because the box office only rolled in at $206.1 million, making it another loss for Marvel. I want to say Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was also a loss for them. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it is a shame. I, I actually did enjoy this movie, and it, oh, man, it did not do well. It, it didn't, and I understand why. So it came out, well, that was veteran, all right, Veterans Day weekend. November? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, November 10th, that's right. Yeah, right? So you would think that, you know, schools being off and it being a Marvel movie, it should have done better since, you know, no school kind of stuff. But there's just, it's just something about, I think like Captain Marvel that just doesn't get the fans going mm-hmm. <laughs> to say because I think I think a the fact that they nerf her and then they say she's got like no powers and doesn't know how to use them you know it's kind of stupid the fans are like well that's stupid and then also at the same time Disney just in general hasn't been doing well. Disney Disney's hitting a really low point and not in yeah. terms of quality per se. I don't think it's a quality yeah. issue. Like the Marvels is fine. It is a fine movie. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm giving it a three, like uh, for my star city rating, it's above average and I enjoyed it while I watched it, but I'm never going to put it back on. So yeah. having said that, I think there are a lot of factors about what's going on. Now, one is the superhero fatigue. The superhero fatigue is rough. Two, there was too much content at the time. Like we had so much Marvel content that it was too, it was too much, right? Just way too much. And they need to slow down and they need to spend more time just building quality cinema. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that's all. And also the the marketing was not very strong for this movie. Yeah. I I don't remember too much of it, but I don't know. Like there's no answer, unfortunately. And it's only going to get worse with DC revving up to start their new universe. And I think too, is a lot of times I feel like nowadays, because there's been, I'd say a lot more quote unquote bombs Mm -hmm. in this superhero genre. When it comes to movies, I feel like it's always the money happens like in the second weekend in a way yeah, uh, where it's word of mouth. And this movie was just one of those, where again, we did not see it until it came out on Disney Plus, or you know, I know I didn't. I don't no, I didn't. A lot of people probably right? didn't. I'm curious to see what its streaming numbers were. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those where word of mouth happened, and it wasn't getting good reviews by the fans because I think the critics actually liked it in a way. Yeah, I think um, it's 62% ish. Yeah. So. So also, uh, I'm gonna retract a statement. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on a budget of two, uh, $275 million made $476.1 million. So it did okay. it did well. Yeah. Well enough. So I, I think it was just the word of mouth wasn't good, so people didn't go see it. And they were like, don't waste your money. Don't go spend 40 bucks. Just if you have Disney+, Plus, which most people do nowadays, mm-hmm. watch it for quote-unquote free you know, on on Disney Plus when it comes out. And I'll be honest with you, I'm happy I did not go see this in theaters. Yeah, I think, on I, Disney Plus. I think I might have been a little annoyed too if I'd done that instead. Yeah, because I give this, again, I know you gave your Star City rating, so I'm going to. I'm giving this movie a 2.5. 
that's average. Um, it's an average movie. <laughs> average again. There's just the the story behind it is so predictable. Bad mm-hmm. guy comes, team up, defeat the bad guy. All is good. You know, like it's 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 simple and it's easy. You could everything that happens you can predict is going to happen in this movie. At times things looked a little wonky to me. I think the whole flurking, you know, eating everybody was kind of stupid. It was a unique way to get people off of the ship or whatever. But I, I don't know, like I think it was stupid the way it was done. But I don't know. Yeah, I just give this movie a, a 2.5. It's average. Everything about it is average. The characters, you know, again, certain parts, the acting was a little bit better than average. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I, it again, is what it is. The movie, the movie Shine, when the three of them were together on scene, just doing their thing. And I think they yeah. they should have capitalized that on that a little bit more. But we yes. would love to hear your thoughts. So make sure you guys go to our Facebook page. Let us know your Captain Marvel thoughts or your Marvel's thoughts in general or just your thoughts on superhero fatigue. Also, leave a comment down below. Like the video if you guys are watching this on YouTube. If you guys want more of our content, our website, themisfitfaction.com, is always a great source. So make sure you guys check that out. You can see some of our other shows like MF Uncensored and Cinematic Adventures. And of course, if you guys are listening to us on the go, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or we're on every single social media network. One of our videos, I won't tell you which one on TikTok, went viral and got over 5,000 views out of nowhere. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you which one it is. It's very strange. I don't know why, but uh, make sure you type in uh, The Misfit Faction on TikTok and, and let me know if you guys can figure out which video it is. But that is going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya.